The guests on Love Hurts occasionally use some adult language and go into some more intense subject matter, but that's kind of how real life works anyway. This is Love Hurts. I'm Brian Berlin. Today's guests are Ross Martineau and Patrick Colbert. A few years ago, Ross and Patrick were hypothetically talking about opening up their marriage. But when Patrick went and did it without Ross, it opened up a new part of their relationship and themselves that eventually made them stronger as a whole. Hey, Patrick and Ross, how are you? Good. Good. How you doing, Brian? Good. Thank you so much for coming here. Uh, thanks for having yes, us. We're excited. You. Yeah, you're my second couple ever on this show in seventy something episodes. So. This is an honor. Thanks yeah. for making the audio space for us. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we're all just hanging out here on a nice little Sunday. Um, yeah, what did you two want to talk about today? Oh man, well we've been very proudly <laughs> sharing our relational journey uh, yes. for. I guess you know we've had our podcast for a couple of years, but maybe only three or four months ago we just started putting it all out there. Around uh, episode fifty, I believe is that's what I like to tell people. Things get a little hotter and heavier <laughs> yeah. around episode fifty. Yeah, it's when things start to get real. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, in a nutshell, we are married, coming up on three years. We Ross is uh, thirteen weeks pregnant. <laughs> oh, okay, because uh, I don't like when he says we. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is a very uh, specific move that I yeah. feel like couples make a decision of like who is. Yes, I've guess, said it a couple times, but yeah. and I guess pregnancy—it's a joint effort. But yeah, one person is in fact pregnant, but you're both on the journey together. Yes. Yeah, it's like and we had a—we th- both had a thing or two to do with it. Yes, yeah. yes, uh, correct. There is some credit where credits do. Yeah, but uh, the other element is that uh, two years ago we became a. I guess a polyamorous couple. You, I hate that word. You hate that word. <laughs> uh, I say we're poly, but you you don't like saying that word. You can just say open. You like we, that better? Yeah, we began an open marriage. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, we, we've just been, uh, I don't know, I think uh, sharing about it to uh, try to destigmatize and yeah. just uh, be a part of a bigger conversation about what modern love can look like. Yeah. Yeah. So you've been married for three years, you said, and yes. then you said two years ago. Yeah. Started this this journey into like the world of open relationships. Yes. Um. Yeah. Like, how did that happen? Well, first, I want to say we've been together for almost ten years. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So even though you've been yeah, so only we've been married for almost three, but we had been together. I guess it was we had been together for six years or seven years when we got married. Yeah, I think uh, I can't. I like cannot keep yeah. track. Something like that. Six <laughs> you guys have been together for a long. We've time. We've been together a long time. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so you know, we'd already kind of felt like, I mean, marriage felt different certainly, and it felt like another level of commitment. But like, we'd been living together for a long time. We've been living together for seven years, um, and so you know, there were like ruts in place, and and like things that we had sort of gotten used to and weren't talking about mm. yeah that that idea of like oh yeah things are really great and we're like moving down this path yeah. and there are like these things along the way that we both are aware that uh, are not great but we're just going to kind of keep going down the path and not like go down that route yes and like just ignore it a little right. bit yeah for the most part 
it's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're like, yeah. okay, this is like 90% exactly yeah. everything I want. And like this other stuff is not a big deal. I'm just going to kind of let it. Exactly. Yeah. Like legitimately best friends, partners in yeah. crime, etc. But also uh, for a time there, not having any sex. Uh, I mean, some. Le- leading but... up to our marriage yeah. or our wedding and also uh, after our, our wedding. Yeah. And that felt challenging, but also like. I guess this is all right, you know? <laughs> yeah, uh, like, to me, that would be, I would be very, I'm a very anxious person, though, but I'd be very stressed if I'd be like, oh, I'm about to marry this person, and our sex life is all over the place, and I don't, we're not talking about yeah. it, or whatever, like, I feel like that would be stressful for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. And, and it was, and I had begun individual therapy in the months before our wedding, and uh, and that I started working that out in there. I started discussing that, and uh, she brought up my relationship with porn, and I got honest. I was like, "Yeah, I I, I basically have my own sex life with mm. with porn," um, and and she encouraged me to quit, uh, and uh, and that led or well, well, I actually before I quit, she was basically pointing out when we were discussing my relationship with porn. She was pointing out that I had basically created an isolated sexuality away from my wife and that it's a very common thing that happens. And if I were to try to quit or lessen it or quit altogether, that would probably uh, create us turning back toward each mm-hmm. other. Um, so, yeah, the 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 situation was loaded and primed for something to happen and mind you none of this had been discussed with me like yeah like you're having this whole kind of like discovery (laughs) with this therapist and being like okay this is good this is like i'm figuring things out i think this might be a thing but yeah you at the other hand are just like living your life as you've been living your life yeah i think you might have told me you were gonna stop watching porn and i was kind of like okay like (laughs) yeah Yeah, like for you that wasn't that was never anything that you two had been like this is an issue or whatever no not at all i was and i'm very you know the porn industry is like complicated but i don't have issue with like people watching yes. porn yeah, yeah, you yeah. know and like i watch it sometimes probably not as frequently but like you know i'm very open to the idea of everyone having their own sexual relationship like yeah. with themselves so i was never one of those people that was like oh my god my husband's watching porn he's cheating yeah, on like, me this like this is cheating yeah, yeah, yeah i was yeah. like yeah, whatever. Like, yeah. do your yes. thing. <laughs> and in, in fact, something I like to uh, t- tell people about is that we, for years at that point, I think even before we got engaged, we started flirting with the idea of like, yeah, maybe we could be one of those couples yeah. that has like other people involved yeah. or maybe I could see you with somebody else. Yeah. Maybe that would be okay. Like these very loose ideas of like, we could do cool stuff like that one day. <laughs> yeah, like we're a progressive like 21st century couple. Yeah. That was the the, yeah. the talks you were having. A with lot of other. hypothetical like non-monogamy type of conversation. Not a lot, but we had a handful of non-monogamy type of conversations, but that felt so fantastic. Yeah, like very yeah. like big picture type thing and not yes. like specifically with like, this is a scenario. This is just like, oh yeah, we we could handle that type of thing. Totally. But yeah. It felt very scary and like untouchable. But okay. nice to know that like it was a possibility. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. that like I think it felt like to me anyway, it felt like having those conversations meant that we weren't gonna be the type of couple that like cheating was gonna end us. Yeah. You know, yeah. like we were having these kinds of conversations where it was like shit happens sometimes. Yeah. You know, and I that to me was helpful. 
Yeah, because it's like that idea that that you two as people are really committed to each other. Yeah. And that we're in this journey together. But like, yeah, that there is other extenuating things that yeah. happen outside of things that could happen along the way. But that doesn't change what we are as two right. people. Right. Yeah. And one of the hallmarks of who I am is that if something feels <laughs> scary or daunting, I will just sort of retreat into myself and start figuring it out on my own. So mm. I'm going yes, through this. <laughs> I'm going through this like existential crisis with my therapist. Uh, I do start thinking, why, why don't I have the sex life I want with my wife? And what about all those hypothetical conversations we had and i basically created this alternate reality in my mind where i did have permission to go outside my marriage um and this is where it gets weird because well now it's like i don't know which part of the sequence of events to tell but i guess the funny way i've been telling it on stage is that i quit watching porn I started reading Craigslist sex ads to get turned on, convincing myself <laughs> that that was not porn. I find this sex ad for a dominatrix who's very sexy. I'm just like turned on reading about this stuff mm -hmm. in the first place. And then I'm like, well, maybe I'll, maybe I can contact. Like, it's sort of like, uh, I, I'm an alcohol, I'm a sober alcoholic. So I hear, As am I. I hear people talk about the drug, um, part of the excitement of getting high with hard drugs is like thinking about getting high and going out to get the drugs and getting in the car mm. and going to the spot and you're the the um yeah it's like the build anticipation. up to the, the experience yes. yeah yeah which is something i would do with with these strangers on the internet it was read these sex ads and then like write a note or like write an email and that felt like I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm doing this but then like but, but then that once, was enough yeah well once i come i'm like oh my god what am i yeah. doing yeah. like how did i get in this neighborhood <laughs> you know um and let me just put a pin in your story for one second because while all of this was going on too the app that he's talking about is this app called field which was formerly known as thrinder okay um it's a, field's a better name fields, and like i think it's because it evolved outside yes. of yes. just being for threesomes but um it was the account was in my name like on my phone so like you know i was doing all sorts of like flirting and scouting people on my own without telling him so like i was kind of having my own like secretive thing going on that felt like I wasn't doing anything wrong because he knew I had yeah, it on my phone. It was this joint experience that you were sort of going down. But yeah, you were like, oh, yeah, I'm going to have my own little time on this. But it's yeah. for potentially us in the future. And exactly. And yeah. I like limited it to women at first. But then I would kind of start talking to guys that were coupled. And yeah. like it, it was like I was doing my own version of whatever he was doing. But I just was maybe not taking it to the next level. Yeah. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, we're married in February and it's uh, the end of May or beginning of June. I, th I think it was, yeah, I think it was beginning of June. I actually went and I, I had uh, a, a date or an appointment with this dominatrix. <laughs> a client uh, meeting. Fully, fully, um, fully like justified, like. Oh, she no. She said, like, maybe we'll have an open marriage. So, I mean, I, you know, I had this experience, which was actually personally uh, profound. It, it really was um, some some kind of an awakening for me and my own private personal sexuality that uh, 
I felt like I need to tell her about this. I'm I I mean, I, I'm allowed to be here in the first place, so I've got to tell her about it. <laughs> and it's going to be good news for our sex life because this will be me getting really honest about what I want sexually and this will bring us closer. So I'm going to tell her, but not right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she she was at work when I went. Uh, at, it was an, She was doing night shifts. And um, yeah, I sort of made this loose promise with myself like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to tell her. Uh, and it wasn't for another five weeks. Um, and I had gone a second time to see this person. Uh, and I told her the truth. Um, you know, we were driving in the car after a yoga retreat up in Woodstock. and uh, felt- Which we did particularly have good sex at that retreat. We sure did. <laughs> and I think we both were like, okay. Yeah, we're nailing. Like, we're we doing something it. right yeah. here. Yeah. And like I bought my first pair of Birkenstocks oh, that day, <laughs> you know, uh, oh she helped with that. Great and- sex, yoga, Birkenstocks. I mean, white people. Yeah, very <laughs> on brand. <laughs> and we're driving. We have like another hour and a half in the car. And, you know, we sort of hit a lull in conversation. I think we refilled the gas tank. We got back in the car and it was like, all right, this is the final push. We're almost <laughs> home. Another hour or whatever. And I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm going to tell her. So I took I, I remember grabbing your hand uh-huh. and i said hey i have to tell you something and in that voice yeah we all know that voice right yes. where it's just like i had that like physical reaction which now we attribute to our dog like when whenever we're holding our dog and we're too close to her she kind of pulls her chin back like yeah like, like yeah, this is a little too much from you <laughs> and it was very much like i turned i was sort of like Oh God! Like and, what? What and is you, this? You have like a hair trigger intuition. Like you, yes. you I'm can a very smell. Intuitive witch. Yeah, <laughs> you can smell like bullshit or dishonesty or what? Like a change in vibe. Your tone changed. Like your your body changed. Like it was. I could just tell something serious <laughs> was about to take place, and I think I was like. Why is this happening in this car ride right now? Which one now? of you was driving at this point? He was, was driving. Yeah. And Which maybe uh, better. Yeah, I that know. I was gonna say that would be the better scenario. <laughs> at least at least he knows that like somebody's not just gonna turn off the road yes. in a moment. Like, yes. <laughs> and in that moment, I really thought I was about to deliver good news. Like she Well, you saw my reaction yeah. and you were like, he literally said, No, no, no. I think this is good for us. That's what he said. <laughs> Well, because in your mind, you're like this thing of, again, you've had this amazing weekend where it felt like this, you got closer together or whatever over yes. that weekend, right? And this is, we've been talking about going outside of this world and transcending our yeah. relationship, but still being strong. And this is the I, beginning of that or I whatever. I kind of felt like I had taken initiative. Right. I was kicking off this sexually adventurous marriage and life we were going to have. Which in retrospect, that is accurate. Is, yeah. Like looking <laughs> at it today and where you are now, like it is true. But at yeah. the time, that's not how you took it. Well, yeah, (laughs) it's not. (laughs) Yeah. And that's what I'm most ashamed of uh, because, yeah. So what I said was, I think this is a good thing. And um, and she said, well, what? And and uh, you said that uh, you went to a dominatrix. Yeah, I was like, oh, like last month you were at work and I went to a dominatrix and you were like, you were like, okay. Yeah, I was very uh I was shocked, but I wasn't instantly mad because like in my mind, I was like, well, what can that really mean? Yeah. You know, like you were beat up a little bit. (laughs) Like what? Like what were the things that took place? You know, so initially I wasn't I was kind of just like asking questions. Uh, 
shocked, yeah. but not pissed. Yeah, and I guess it's like it is even with, with what you were talking about. That is a, a in that's a very different thing than being like I had a one night stand with somebody. Right. right. Like, the other thing I'll mention when I, the same months I quit porn, <laughs> I quit sugar. And I went on this insane <laughs> diet. It's and I too was, much. I was like working out every day. Oh, is that and, when uh, you lost all that weight that on was, that fucking? <laughs> yeah. Your body just like didn't know what to do to itself. Well, like, it's all this stuff is happening at once. I think my brain didn't know <laughs> yeah, what to yeah, do. That's, yeah. You know? And and I was going like, I, I'm sober 11 years now. So I was sober nine years at that point. And I wasn't going to a lot of meetings, which is where I get like a lot of mental health help from. And. I just basically had gone totally rogue. And for and for me, I'm sorry to cut you off. But like so much of this stuff, I was so like I'm definitely like an openly sexual person. I like wanted to go on these all these like interesting sexual journeys. Yeah. But also being sober, I was like so terrified to like pull the trigger on these sorts of things without drugs and alcohol. And I've been sober yeah, for yeah, a yeah. long time too. And you know, my life was like pretty heteronormative in all of my uh, sobriety time and like a few years leading up to it. So I it was just like so intimidating to me to like rip the bandaid off and be like, you can do things like this without drugs and alcohol. Yeah. Like it was so fucking scary. So I think we both had a little bit of that. And uh, that's why I had such a hard time talking about a lot of it, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh- so, yeah, I think I tried to articulate that I feel like I had this experience that brought me closer to who I am and who I want to be in the bedroom. And uh, it felt very empowering and liberating in all these exciting ways. And I tried to, like, really upsell that side of it. Um, <laughs> yeah, like the personal growth and not so much that, like, I did this thing that now I'm realizing yes. you're not happy yeah. with. Yeah, yeah. Which he also knew who he was selling to, too, because like I, I really respond yeah. to that sort of <laughs> that sort of pitch. Uh, but then like it, it really became because then you she asked point blank, did you have sex with this person? Yeah. And I responded with a uh, a facial expression that said. Like, like, do you remember? Do you remember? Uh, oh, what is his name from Family Matters? Urkel. Like, did I do that? Yes, it was very Urkel of you. It was this expression of like, I don't want to answer that question, and also I don't know what the answer to the question yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Um, because it's not sex as we, as you and I classify it right, together. Right. And uh, and looking back, it totally was sex, and um, I am. I, I, what what then the conversation went to was like, I just can't believe, like what I remember is you saying, I just can't believe you didn't talk to me about this first because A, I probably would have let you go. Yeah. B, maybe I would have wanted to be a part of it. Uh, and C, like you didn't even give me the option to say no. Right. And like I'm your wife. Uh, and that was such a bummer because it really did feel like, Oh, this life that I want to have with her, this sexually adventurous life or whatever, I may have like totally ruined any chance of having that by not uh, giving her the option to be a part of the conversation in the first place. And also, if I want to have this like exciting lifestyle, I better get good at having like I wish I would have known like part of that of doing all of this is like having uncomfortable conversations right. and like stepping up and like being clear and honest. Cause that's the other thing too, is like, 
yeah, she was aware of all those things that I was sort of curious about because she only viewed it as he's sort of curious about that because that's the only way I ever described it. I never, like, I was never, I've, to this day, like, I'm so bad at just spelling out exactly what I want. Like, I'd rather be vague mm-hmm. and suggestive and, like, sort of give you a couple sprinkles of what I'm <laughs> getting at and, like, hopefully you'll make all the connections and read between all the lines right. and then just give me what I want when in reality I just have to say, um, yeah, uh, please uh, spank me for 20 <laughs> minutes across your That's lap. Funny. Let's get a timer uh, going. Yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> you but, know? I think, but there's there at that time, there was probably part of that was like, I don't know what I want, right? Like there, yeah. there's yeah. an element of that in all of it too. And then, yeah, and it feels like at the, the onset of that, it seems like for you, the hardest part of it was not so much that he did it, but he did it without you. And yeah. it was just like, because you had been talking all about like this journey and this thing that we are going to potentially get into. And then, then you had just sort of gone off yeah. without you. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, to, that sort of seems like what the, the toughest well, part about, or I mean, like the toughest, but one of, of the it, harder. And I think also that like on some sort of selfish level that I felt like I had been well behaved, like yeah. I had been doing like chatting but I never took it to yeah, the there's level a line he took it that, at, that, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so feeling, you know, feeling resentful that, like, not that I would have wanted to go about it in, like, a deceiving way, but that, like, I'm like, oh, we could have both been doing this. You know, like, there yeah. was some sort of, like, selfish, like, well, you got to do this and I didn't get to do this. Yeah. Like, that's fucked up, you yeah. know? And that was, like, you know, we spent a lot of time dealing with that feeling of like I felt justified in getting some sort of like retribution yeah you know I'm like well where's my cut in this yeah when do I get my experience now yeah yeah and I did (laughs) I mean and and there were there were a couple uh lashing outs of uh you know, I could be out there yes. doing whatever I want right now. Yeah. Uh, which was very difficult. Yeah. That was when I was still very angry. Yeah. Like it was a week of like hot anger, I would say. But the interesting part of all of this is the week that all of this happened. Uh, and I never at any point was like, our marriage is destroyed. Yeah. He was th- terrified and thought yeah, maybe like the it term, was. The term was like, well, our things are as amazing as they're ever going to be. And then I was like, oh, no, this marriage could be over after like yes. you know, I'm telling you this. And he was much he was much more frightened by that notion. I was just so pissed. And I was like, I don't want to fucking look at you for like a couple days. Yeah. Um, and I immediately signed us up for couples therapy because that's like how we roll. Yeah. <laughs> and. Found us like, God bless New York City, found us like an alternative couples therapist who like specializes in all this kind of stuff. Yeah. But that week, after a couple of days of being really fucking pissed, we had like three days in a row of like really hot sex. <laughs> and I was like, oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. there's something to So there's this. like some energy that is existing yeah. that is being like pulled upon now yeah. that this was happening. Yeah. yeah. That this had like come out. Totally. It was very... It was very surprising to me, honestly. Yeah, and it's probably very confusing at the same yeah. time. You're like, wait, why is this? I'm still pissed, but like this is happening. This isn't bad, but like I'm still, I don't know what the rest of this is. Well, yeah. I would, I would say it's got, it shares DNA with the classic thing of breakup sex or makeup right. sex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, people yeah. Talk yeah, yeah, about. yeah, yeah. It's like the emotional roller coaster of it all is so compelling and exciting. It's hot. Um, Yeah. 
Like, at what point did you get to the point where you were like, okay, let's actually start talking about the stuff that we haven't really been talking about and, like, both are aware of but aren't saying and, like, let's just put it out there? Or is it like, did it, was it not one specific conversation or did it just start kind of leaking out? It was, yeah, I think the leak is a good <laughs> comparison. <laughs> so, so then, you know, we get home. I sleep on the couch for a couple nights. Luckily, I had shows in D.C. or something, so I had mm. a night away and she had time to... I again like I didn't see you for a few days yeah. like like she's so good at when she doesn't want to be seen she could like <laughs> we have a one bedroom somehow I didn't see her um, I'm like oh you are not seeing me buddy yeah. <laughs> and then I went back to therapy we had our first couples therapy appointment and after the first couples therapy appointment I can't, I was lying at therapy, by the way. I never told my therapist I was going to go and do this thing. I never told my therapist okay. that I was like, because I wanted to be a good boy and show her, oh, I'm not watching porn. I'm <laughs> yeah. on day 60 yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. No porn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but there, I, it's fine because I like I, going to therapy is something I started doing recently in the last few years. And it's I, there is that thing of like, I, I am that person who I'm like, mm. oh, I. And sometimes I would just like talk to my therapist about stuff, but I'd sort of not talk to her about things that I probably should be talking to her yeah. about. Cause I was like, Oh yeah, I don't want you to be like disappointed in yeah, me. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, weird, yeah. Like, yeah. Which is that it well, gets you in weird <laughs> situations. Well, yeah. That's why I like sharing about our story because it, it really is all about like the thing that feels most uncomfortable to say. It has to get said to somebody, maybe not your therapist, yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. to a clergyman or, uh, <laughs> Or you can't go to your therapist. Go or, right to your clergyman. Or, or, or if an, if you have an uncle or grandparent who's on their deathbed, it's just like who's in a vegetative state. I think it's just important to say these things out loud yes, to someone. Yes. Um, but anyway, yeah. So back at therapy, when when I felt like this had all blown up in my face, I I went and I just like dumped on her like what had happened and how I'd been lying to her for several months, and it was like this regrouping with her. And I and then I said, like, I told her I went once. The truth is I went twice and I all have I've done all these other things. And she's like, well, let's take an inventory of like what all that is. And and I also emailed our couples therapist privately oh, yes. to say, hey, <laughs> I'm really excited about this work together. <laughs> um, but between me and you, the truth is I actually went like twice to this person i also have a history with massage parlor parlors and that was a part something i was doing secretly Surprise. so you're having like uh, backdoor therapy with your yes, couple therapist yes and she was not having and it. to her credit <laughs> to her credit she she basically said she was like um it would be unethical for me to discuss these things with you um and in fact it'd be unethical to continue this yeah work at all with both if, of you, if you don't yeah. now that i know this information um because what i was proposing to her well i was trying to get advice i i said uh my therapist thinks i should tell ross everything so she knows everything but that i i go to aa and there's this concept in there that uh you don't want to tell you don't want to come clean to somebody else if it's going to do more harm i think this might fall into that category <laughs> oh my god <laughs> It's insane. This web. Yeah, if of, I walk this perfect line, yeah. I can like get yes. through all this, and then everyone's like, "No." Which had worked. Which has worked for me in so yeah. many ways in life, you know. Um, but yeah, they were both like, "No, you just gotta like tell her everything." So like, uh, one day I did tell her 
hey, I said I went once, but I went twice. And I think that was one day. And I cried. No, 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 no. You told me all. You told me the rest of it in one shot. Oh, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the bathroom? Yes, in the bathroom, (laughs) crying. But at that point, we had already had the couples therapy session. And I really had like done a 180 at this point about my anger around it. And I really like... I love to let people know, like, I was like a psych major and gender studies major in college. Like, I get this stuff. Okay? The doctor's in. The doctor is in. I'm a trained therapist unlicensed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, like, but but truly, like, I've always been fascinated by different types of, like, sexual desires and, like, the niche factors of all of these yeah. things. And I've had my own experiences growing up and... um. So, I mean, that was like part of my anger, too, that I was like, I am somebody you can talk to about this. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know, Um, I'm like, if anybody can understand, you know, and it was very quickly that I started to understand that it was like, this has nothing to do with me or us. It's like his own thing, his own like. I don't even have the language for it. I don't even know what it is that I like or want. Like, yeah. I, I was under, like, I was very quick to understand that it really was like his own journey. He just didn't go about it the best way possible with me, you know? Yeah. Um, so by the time he was like admitting to everything, I kind of was just like, it's cool. <laughs> like, yeah, you had already gotten to the headspace of like, yeah, this, I've accepted this thing. And yeah, and he was so clearly visibly upset like I really did believe like I mean it was like instant very dramatic crying (laughs) like when telling me the rest of the story and I I felt really bad because I could tell that he was really hurting and that this was not like this isn't what he wanted it just transpired this way and he didn't have the tools and that's like why we were in couples therapy so that we both could get the tools to like have these kinds of really fucking hard conversations i mean like we have learned so much in these past couple years about like how to communicate about this stuff and like it is hard yeah (laughs) like Mm -hmm. there are just so many layers of like historical cultural shit that like we all have to sort through to just be like i'm into bdsm what about you like it's just so weighted you know so by that time he was admitting the rest, I was just like, look, we're in the process. Like, thank you for being rigorously honest. Like, let's just keep being yeah, honest we're moving keep figuring forward. this out yeah. as we go. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Like, like, no more secrets. Yeah, like, we've hit a good start point now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, because it's like, you sort of uh, had that whole pre-experience. We almost got there. This didn't go the way we wanted. Yeah. And I was like, okay, if we go down this path again, let's make sure that we are like holding hands and doing it together. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Even yeah. if it's separate, like in your experiences, but like you're both. Exactly. On, yeah, you're making sure that you're communicating with each other yeah. along the way. Yeah. No, a, don't ask, don't tell here. No, yeah. No. <laughs> it's like a ton of, a ton of communicating. <laughs> but, Especially in the beginning. But first of all, thank you for what you said. Oh. Uh, very touching and sweet. I mean, I'm the best. You are. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean it. I mean, like, we're all fucking flawed humans, yeah. you know? And it's like, I know this man is like an emotionally aware person who who does work on himself. And I've watched him do so much work on himself over these years that like, I'm not dealing with some fucking... 
black and white thinking scumbag <laughs> yeah. who's just trying to like get one over on yeah, me. Yeah, like yeah. I'm watching the struggle, you know? So I'm I'm empathetic and sympathetic to that. Yeah, and it feels like those multiple years, seven, eight, nine years that you were together, it's like that is what shows you like, oh, we both know who each other yeah. are as people where it's like, yeah, there's going to be new things we're finding out along the way. But totally. at the core, we still know who each other are. And it yeah. seems like that's the thing that you were able to to process to make sure that like this is all going to be OK, because I know at the core you're this person and I'm this person and we work like this. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Just something that tested my limits and tolerance level for this kind of a life together uh, was recent. It was um, at our first appointment when Ross, we knew Ross was pregnant, mm. but we had to go to the doctor to get like visual and chemical conver- confirmation or whatever it was. <laughs> and we went in. Chemical, chemical confirmation. We went in. <laughs> Definitely a kid down there. <laughs> <laughs> we went in and there's a sonogram that gets like inserted in her vagina and they can see the <laughs> when it's the, early yeah. you have an internal sonogram okay. yeah, as opposed it. to an external got one it. yes and you can immediately see this like sack of cells on on the screen and I saw it and I got emotional I was like oh my god I like created that on purpose because we had been trying <laughs> in September and, and yes we had made a conscious decision to yeah. start trying yeah, to okay. have a kid yeah yep. and uh and as the tech is doing it, she says under her breath, she said something like, okay, the computer says eight, nine weeks, something something like that about the number. She, We told and, her what we, I thought it was around eight weeks. And then yeah. she was like, oh, it looks more like nine. Yeah. <laughs> so I immediately went into my calendar to look at the three days that I knew, <laughs> math. That, yes. I knew that I had ejaculated inside of her. <laughs> and I was like- It was very three specific days. If it's not- and I start doing this math on my Google Calendar. And the joy I had, these like tears I had seeing the screen pretty much immediately evaporated. And I was like, holy shit, what if this child is not mine? And what if this is from sex from another partner of yeah. hers? And the moment was sort of taken away from me, but I like rallied back into it. I was like, there's no way. I know she uses condoms all the time with these other people, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> With uh, all these other people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> was one other person. Yes. I, um, and so anyway, I then later in couples therapy, maybe uh, another month later, Ross shared with me uh, that she had started having these paranoid fears that what if it what if there yeah. was a mistake and what if it really was this other guy's and what do we do then? And um, and in couples therapy, I had the space to say, you know, that makes that that feels like the perfect permission slip to just like cut and run and like not deal with this marriage or this yeah. child or the responsibilities of being a father or a husband anymore. And I would get the, I would get the social, uh, the, the, the social permission. Like people would say, Oh it's, yeah, she Fuck had her. another guy's kid. <laughs> um, and we had this crazy honest conversation about like, what do you do if the person you love is having a child who's not yours? Uh, and it turned into this philosophical conversation uh, where I started talking about the dog and how like, mm-hmm. I never wanted the dog when we got the dog. Now I'm like over the moon in love with this dog. And if I can love this dog in this way and that didn't come from my body, like I can surely have that attitude toward this child. Um <laughs> So it was, was just definitely yeah yeah you his yeah. by yeah, the way yeah 
<laughs> yeah, it's just that like little freak out in your head of like, oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. Well, yes. this is something I learned. It's not like a little freak out. The, our therapist and Ross helped me understand that it's very common for pregnant women to think that maybe they're giving birth to a uh, a robot or a, a ball of snakes <laughs> yeah. or like a child <laughs> classic ball of snakes like a, a, you know the classic yeah. ball of snakes <laughs> or a everyone child always with, goes to the ball of snakes <laughs> a child with extra appendages etc yes, yeah, 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 yeah like yeah. deformities Which, yes. and disabilities yeah. and blah 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 and yeah, so yeah. her anxious brain went for the easiest solution yes. of like it's not his. Or, yeah, or that was your version of the ball of snakes. Is yeah. Yes, because it was the most tangible and it also like came back to me. Like it would be my fault. It's like a little bit of slut shaming, you know, just like some fun, like rip yourself apart yeah. sort yeah. of anxiety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know? yeah this would fully ruin me in yes, every way. Yes, yeah, like, exactly. It's all your fault. The thing that I've worked so hard to get to this place is the thing that's going to destroy me. Yes, as exactly. Like ultimately you're an irresponsible slut. You should have never gone down this road. Yada, yada. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, truly, it's a ball of snakes. <laughs> yes, it is a ball. It's a figurative ball of can snakes. Can of worms, ball of snakes, whatever. Yes. It's the worst version of a can of worms. <laughs> yes. But like, I don't know. I bring it up because like I, uh, you know, on Apple News Feed on my phone, like I I click a lot of People Magazine articles. <laughs> okay. Which, yeah, they do have a lot of People Magazine articles. As if it's a real news yeah, source. Yeah. It's very well, I think it's. I think it's like starting to aim them at me because it knows like i just <laughs> they're clicking them and they're I like love, yes keep throwing these at them yeah i love trash and i also i'm just so i always read about uh couple murders like couples oh who God. murder yeah. each other and like why oh, they boy. do it and yeah. it's true crime fascination yeah. is off yeah. the rails with him and it's always uh secretive sex or secretive love or whatever or like the child isn't his and yeah. so he whatever and it's just like i feel i just feel so lucky like my instinct isn't to go like drown <laughs> ross in the river it's uh, nice to know, it is nice to know that yeah. it's yeah. nice it's really nice I'm, not, I'm happy to know that too like we don't have secrets anymore in this house well and that was kind of something that we came back to in therapy too that it was like i you know everybody's in fucking therapy i've got my individual therapist too yeah and uh but like a notion that i kept i kept coming back to together and separately was like none of this is like under the radar like everybody is out in the open everyone knows what's going on these aren't like sordid affairs yeah protection was used like everything was done on the up and up that possibly could have been done yes. on the up and up you know and so like we done we did the best we could so yeah what kind this of thing happened not the way that you wanted it to you did everything you needed to do to be by the book or whatever exactly yeah, yeah. and that there there is risk involved and like you know, we kind of came to the conclusion. Like, I basically asked him, I'm like, I'm having irrational fears. I need you to just like come with me on this like irrational fear journey for a second. And like, let's talk about worst case scenario. Like, yeah. I just need to know where we're going to go. And, you know, it's like hard things are said. But then at the same time, it's like we made a decision to have a different kind of marriage. And like, we've had a lot of challenging conversations over the years and i think we both kind of came to the conclusion that we would like to think that like no matter what we can continue to have challenging conversations and like work through this stuff to the other side yeah like in a way you would have never had to have this conversation had you like never gone down the path no you had gone down but like it almost feels like you two are much stronger as a couple having gone down this path and Absolutely. having been able to be 
the people who can have these conversations. Yes. Yeah, and God knows what other conversations we wouldn't be having. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah, there would be far worse non-conversations <laughs> like at play I, I mean that's why people say like oh my parents don't talk like my dad doesn't talk to me he just sits in his armchair and looks at the tv and my mom just like does coupons Ugh. or whatever like yeah because it sucks talking about stuff <laughs> and like suck. god knows what how many things have been unsaid for decades yeah uh and our poor kid is gonna get an earful <laughs> Yeah, your kid's going to be the exact opposite of like, please stop talking. I don't oh, yes. want to talk about any of this stuff. Absolutely. I keep saying all the time, I'm like, this poor kid, they're, like, that's going to be the rebellion is like, I swear to God, mom, please, if you talk to me about my, my sexuality and my body one more time, I'm going to lose it. Yeah, that, that sounds about right. I can see it all happening. Although I can already feel the prospect of being a father and husband like kind of like nudging me back toward heteronormativity like right. now I've, I've, I've like yeah, a, now you just got your family that you got to yeah. deal with and like you don't have time for your my, my kink is like yeah. missionary and yeah. minivans great can't wait <laughs> oh man well yeah thank you so much for sharing all this it was yeah. really nice having you um yeah what's so what's your podcast if people want to listen to it or if you want to plug anything else that yeah. you have going on uh well our podcast is who cares about ross and patrick uh <laughs> and yeah it's we talk about our relationship relationships in general sometimes we have guests of people we love and creative people funny yeah. people um, comes out every monday every monday at 5 a.m new episode <laughs> bright and early uh yeah and i don't know when this comes out but i'm doing an hour-long show about all of this stuff on sunday december 29th at qed in astoria at 8 30 p.m i almost said 8 30 o'clock uh <laughs> And yeah, we're on Instagram. What's the Instagram? Uh, Who.cares.podcast. Please feel free to follow us, DM us. Uh, I'm at Ross Aaron Styles, my individual one. You're at the whole bear report. <laughs> uh, so you can follow us and DM us on all of those things. Uh, I, you know, the podcast is mostly my my performance avenue but you know if you want to like shop online that helps me because i'm an e-com stylist so. <laughs> oh, yeah. get those gifts people cool. Cool. <laughs> well thanks so much for both of you for sharing it was great getting to talk to you thank thanks, you Brian. this is how we love this is how we fight for something that's right Love Hurts is produced, hosted, and edited by Brian Berlin. Theme music by Mickey Hommel. Show art by Caroline Mallon. You can find Love Hurts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like the show, rate and review it on Apple Podcasts and tell a friend about it. You can find Love Hurts on Twitter and Instagram at lovehurtspod, and our website is lovehurtspod.com. I'm Brian Berlin. And this is Love Hurts.